0: Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 17, Dealing with Loneliness and Isolation. It's December 28, 2020. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and podcaster. What I do is I help people be well-loved, happy, and healthy, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way. And my music is by Howie Moskovich. Dealing with loneliness and isolation. We are in the throes of a pandemic that's dragging on and on. And loneliness and isolation are pretty much predominant, pervasive, and rolling the day. However, there are things you can do about it, which is what I'm going to talk about. But before I dive in, I want to get some groundwork covered for loneliness and isolation. So the definition of being lonely is sadness because one has no friends or company. The definition of isolated is having minimal contact with or little in common with others. Interestingly, the definition of isolated lists words like lonely, lonesome, unreachable, and cut off. Feeling lonely or isolated is not good for you, it doesn't feel good, it's not fun, it's not cool in any way, Yet it is what is going on in the pandemic. So a couple points to make. You can feel alone even when you are in a group of people, which means that you can be in 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 the company of others and still feel alone or lonely. Being alone all by yourself doesn't necessarily mean that you feel lonely. These are two different ideas that sometimes people collapse, but they're really separate. Now, statistically, from the research of all the populations, Generation Z, that's the age group of people from 18 to 22, according to the research, comes out as the loneliest and they claim to be in worse health than older generations. 46% of Americans report either sometimes or always feeling left out or alone. That's prior to the pandemic, by the way. And only roughly half of Americans are reported to have meaningful in-person social interactions. Is it any wonder why suicide is the 10th leading cause of death? And suicide has increased by 33% in America from 1999 to through 2000. 2017 so it's time to deal with this because we are really have ramped up on the loneliness and isolation but there are many things prior to the pandemic that caused people to feel lonely feel isolated and that's what we're going to deal with and I want to start with a quote from Mother Teresa and the quote is this The most terrible poverty is loneliness and the feeling of being unloved. Well, Being Well Loved is the title of my first podcast, so I hope you'll go back and listen to it. And the the bulk of this podcast is about how not to feel lonely and how not to feel isolated. So what am I going to cover today? Well, today I'm going to cover why are we so lonely and disconnected or isolated, the negative health consequences of loneliness and social isolation possible signs that could point to loneliness, the top benefits of dealing with loneliness, some tips and suggestions or actions for putting loneliness and isolation to bed, some takeaways, and a call to action. So there's the ground we're going to cover. And I like to start with the shameless plug for my giveaway on my website because I want you to step away from all the negative emotions into happiness, and I'm giving away free cool prizes through July 2021 so you can visit my website to enter. Now for my disclaimer I need you to understand very clearly that I am not a medical health professional or a therapist in any way shape or form so nothing I say can be construed as medical advice or therapy advice. Next if you happen to be suicidal if you happen to be thinking about harming or killing yourself I am making a personal plea from me to you, to please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. I'm asking you and I'm begging you to please tell someone, talk about how you're feeling, put it on social media, ask for help. People will help you. Now, I know if you're feeling suicidal or thinking about harming yourself, it's the last thing you feel like maybe doing is asking for help. And I'm, I'm making that personal plea and I hope you will. All right, so why are we so lonely and disconnected? Well, there's a lot of reasons that I'm just going to touch on the predominant ones. Number 1, we've had major changes in the nuclear family going back many decades. If you looked if you ever watched the TV show The Waltons, they had the the parents and the children and the grandparents all in one house and there was always someone there. There was always someone to offer a shoulder. You know, it was it was a very close-knit family environment which given the divorce rate and how people have moved geographically away from their family there's a lot of changes in the nuclear family and that leaves people lonely and disconnected next social media While social media has many positive attributes, and in fact, I do have a YouTube video on my channel about using social media to your advantage, many times social media serves to disconnect people because they're on social media while they're with people instead of being with the people that they're with. So social media, while I'm a fan and it has great advantages, there are very well understood, according to the research, disadvantages for social media and how it can serve to cause people to feel more lonely or more isolated. And especially if you're using social media to compare yourself to others, which I don't recommend. And I have a video about that. Next up is online gaming. Well, I'm a fan of online gaming because I have kids and they do it and they do it in, you know, rooms where they're playing together and they play sandbox games where they're the gaming together it's very different to be doing online gaming than being in the physical presence of other people it's not like decades ago when people would go to the corner store and play pinball and do other games together in person it's just very different so online gaming while it has its benefits does serve to increase loneliness and isolation And we have cell phones and apps. That has been wildly great to be connected and be able to text somebody and get a response in seconds. People walk around glued to their cell phones or playing games or apps or what have you instead of talking to people that they're right there with, even even families. Next is we have a generation of people who are growing up that don't know how to make friends or get connected. It's not something that they've grown up with and they don't have the skills. Next, we value independence over dependence. That's, that's something that's very interesting from the, from the research and partially probably because of the breakdown of the nuclear family. But, you know, it's, not, it's almost like it's not cool to say, oh, I really need people. Another thing that isolates people and contributes to loneliness is online shopping. I mean, you know, it used to be people would knew their butcher and they knew, you know, the different people at the store and they would look forward to seeing the people at the bank or where have you. And now we have online shopping, online banking, you know, it really cuts down the interactions with people in person. Another thing that can contribute to loneliness or being isolated is experiencing a broken heart that can leave you feeling lonely and isolated geographic moves to a new area we're kind of becoming more and more transient and moving around and and when you move you have to make new friends and it can be isolating and cause loneliness job changes falls under that changes in relationship statuses can cause you to have to make new friends lack of having either a partner a spouse a roommate we have more people living alone now than decades prior the overscheduling of kids can cause loneliness and isolation believe it or not because you know people are so over they're not having time for meaningful conversations and enjoying the people that are in their lives and lastly now this is not an all-inclusive list this just gives you an idea but the last thing that I have on the list is being a caregiver. That could be being a caregiver to a spouse or parent or being the parent of a special needs child or adult. Now both of those categories being the caregiver of someone else or being the parent of a special needs child or adult have skyrocketed in the last 20 years the numbers. Well the numbers of of young people, children or adults with autism has just, uh, I mean it's, it's an epidemic in terms of the numbers, so that can leave people isolated because of the circumstances. So lots of things have changed in the last 20 to 30 to 40 years that leave us more alone and more isolated. So I want to touch on the negative health consequences of loneliness and isolation based on the research. And some of this, particularly the first one, might shock or surprise you, but I think it's important for you to understand the the significant impact of this. So according to the research, not dealing with feelings of loneliness or social isolation, heightens health risks as much as smoking 15 cigarettes a day or having an alcohol disorder. And you might not find that believable, but you can go look it up. It is definitely in the research. Uh, it is twice as harmful to both physical health and mental health as obesity. So feelings of loneliness and isolation and not putting him to bed and dealing with them is twice as harmful to both physical health and mental health as obesity. It increases a person's risk of premature death from all causes, for every race. It is associated with a 50% increased risk of dementia. Poor social relationships, again meaning loneliness or social isolation, is associated with a 29% increased risk of heart disease and a 32% increased risk of stroke. Loneliness is associated with higher rates of depression, anxiety, and suicide, suicide. Loneliness in heart failure patients, now this is a particular category, was associated with nearly a four-fold increased risk of death, a 68% increased risk of hospitalization, and a 57% increased risk of emergency room visits. That's Those statistics are particular for heart failure patients. Now going back to the general population, it increases depression, it increases Poor sleep quality it impairs the executive functioning of the brain, which can impact the working memory, flexible thinking, and self-control. It speeds up cognitive de- decline. It causes poor cardiovascular function. It impairs the re- the immune system. It impairs the immune system at every stage of life. It contributes to child abuse when the abuser is lonely and it contributes to personality disorders. So the research on isolation and loneliness is is compelling. It's really compelling. It's something to deal with and make a plan for for the rest of your life because you don't want those negative health impacts. So I have a list put together of things that could be potential signs of loneliness or isolation because Let's face it, we don't walk around saying, you know, I'm just really lonely or I just feel really isolated. We do feel have those feelings, but we don't typically, you know, lay it on the table and confess. So these are some indicators of potential loneliness. One, someone spends a lot of time alone. They are unproductive. They dwell on the negatives. They seem to get sick often. They seem overly attached to their possessions or hobbies. They seem to do a lot of binge, binge watching of shows. They seem tired a lot. They spend a lot of time on social media. They have gained weight. They shop a great deal. They take very, very long hot showers or baths. They talk about themselves a lot, redirecting the conversation back to themselves They engage in mindless talk. In other words, they are talking without really saying anything. They engage in attention-seeking behaviors or are manipulative. They have poor social skills. They have low self-esteem. They constantly interrupt others. They are living in the extreme. So those are some signs that someone might be dealing with loneliness or isolation. So I want to just lightly touch on the top benefits of dealing with loneliness and isolation. And the list is extensive. I'm just going to give you the top 11. And of course, obviously, you're going to miss all the negative health consequences that I just went over. So number one, you're going to be happier. You're going to reap all of the benefits of happiness, which is extensive. That's like... I don't know, 17 or 20. There's just a ton of benefits to happiness. You will have more fun. Your life will be more rewarding and fulfilling. You will find that time goes by faster. You will avoid the negative impacts, as I said before, of not dealing with it. You will likely learn new things because you are spending time with people. You will have gained a life-sustaining skill you will be contributing to the well-being of another human being outside of yourself because you're going to be with other people. You won't dread getting up in the morning and you will have things and people to look forward to. So the the research is in, the benefits for happiness are ginormous, huge, compelling. The negative impacts of feeling lonely or isolated are devastating. They just are devastating. And we are in a pandemic. I'm extremely aware of that, but you can take actions and steps that are going to give you new skills and abilities so that you're not left feeling lonely or isolated all the time. So here's some tips and some steps for putting loneliness and isolation to bed. Number one, you're going to recognize it, name it, and claim it. That's the first step of dealing with any situation or any problem is to just be able to own it. Don't be ashamed about it. Don't be embarrassed about it. It's been written about since the beginning of time. This is a common condition of humanity. So recognize it, name it, and claim it. Don't judge yourself for having those feelings. It's normal. It's particularly pervasive during a pandemic. And it's just okay. It was. It's always been okay to... to be able to say authentically how you're feeling and understand from what I just covered that there are significant benefits to addressing this. Don't you want to be happy? Don't you want to be healthier? Don't you want to be well loved? Well, I certainly hope that you do and this will help you. So the next suggestion is that you make a commitment and you make it a priority. Whenever you actually commit yourself to something you commit yourself to a goal or you commit yourself to a To a vision or a project or something Things start to shift and they can start to shift quickly. So I'm asking that you make a commitment Yeah, I think I'm going to deal with loneliness and isolation because I don't want a life moving forward that's filled with that Then the thing to get under the umbrella to get under to really harness life and deal with isolation and loneliness is growth and development. Now, everything that I write about on my blog, everything that's in my podcast and my YouTube videos, it's all about growth and development. That's, that's my thing. And I love it by the way. It's very fun. Um, it's growth and development is the access to love. Well, I'm hoping if you didn't listen to my first podcast, be well loved, You're going to go back and listen to that because I'm hoping that everybody wants that as their number one goal in life. I don't understand why you wouldn't want to be well-loved because everybody wants love. Everybody wants to be loved. So growth and development is the access to self-awareness. And self-awareness is one of those things that is extremely powerful. It can help you see things that are stopping you. It can help you not make mistakes. It's just amazing. And under this umbrella of growth and development, you can learn to have your emotions as a superpower. I know, isn't that cool? That's the title of the second podcast, Emotions as a Superpower. And quite frankly, emotions can be a superpower. I mean a superpower bar none, if you know how to use them, if you know how to identify them, You know, manage them, process them, deal with them. It's one of the things, though, that we're not teaching young people. And middle-aged and old people don't know how to do either. So growth and development is the access to all of the good stuff in life and being well-loved. So uh, you could spend hours and hours watching my YouTube videos, or they're short, but there's over 120 of them, listening to my podcast, we're on podcast number 17, so there's 16 other ones to listen to, and literally hundreds of pages of material on my website, because it does fill a book, so you can read my book, basically, almost 98% of it for free on my website. So... Growth and development is where you want to be because you want to have happiness and you want to have health. So the next suggestion I have for you in in putting loneliness and isolation to bed is to get to work on your self-care and your self-compassion right away. We as a society are not very good at taking care of ourselves. We're not very good at taming our inner critic. That would be the self-compassion component. And I have a whole podcast on self compassion and self care that's podcast number four so self compassion and self care are things you want to be doing every day because you a you can make them fun you can make them really fun i mean i do self care every day and i love it i'm a fan of it obviously i have a whole podcast on it. i have blog posts on each of those topics i have youtube videos about it It's really one of the things like a foundation in life. You want to have great coping skills and great coping mechanisms to be able to deal with stress. And self-care and self-compassion can really forward your life and help you. The next suggestion I have is that if you're dealing with depression and anxiety, it's time to face it and deal with it. And there are definitely steps you can take to deal with depression and anxiety. And I have a whole podcast on dealing with depression and anxiety. But if that's one of your issues, it's time to deal with it because whatever you don't deal with, it just sits around waiting. Like it's not going to magically float away. And so why not deal with it? Next up, make new friends. Okay, so this is one of my favorite subjects. It's also something I am extremely aware is very difficult for people. That's why I have a whole podcast on making friends. I have a whole section of videos on my YouTube channel about making friends. I have a blog post about it. You know friends can help you be well loved and there should be no shame and no embarrassment if you either need to make friends because you don't have any or you need to make more friends or you need to make better friends. They're just doesn't need to have you don't need to have any shame or embarrassment about that because quite frankly it is so common it's almost like abnormal if you are one of the people who have enough friends and enough good friends and sometimes you know people have you know situations that cause them to say hmm yeah it's time to make new friends friends can help you be well loved Friends can help you have fun. Friends can help you heal. Friends can can give you lots of good times and good memories. But you want to have people who have character and integrity in your life. Now, I have a YouTube video about character and integrity. I'm a huge fan and... You want to have really only good people in your life. And even some of us old, older people have to pause sometimes and go, hmm, they're really not that nice to me. I think I need to make some better friends. I think, you know, they don't really treat me all that well. So there just shouldn't be any shame because, I, quite frankly, most of the people I talk to will readily admit, of course, they're talking to me. And we tend to have more intimate personal conversations that they'll say, yeah, I need to make some new friends. Yeah, that would be, yeah, I need to do that too. And I'm the first one to say, yeah, I need to make some new friends. Well, I have a lot of friends, but a lot of my friends do not live anywhere near where I'm living. So it's a little hard to get together. So the next suggestion I have is to start talking to people about this. Like you want to be real and authentic and quite frankly when I talk about things from my personal life, you know, people often go, oh, that is so me too, yeah, me too. And and you can work a plan together. I am a big fan of not doing life alone. Now I happen to be single so I'm doing way too many things alone but I'm sure that's going to change in the future. But you know, take a friend and say, let's deal with this loneliness and isolation together. Let's let's create a plan. Let's let's do something. Let's go make some more friends. And you actually can use social media to make friends with and then bring those people into your real life. Now that's assuming that they're geographically close to you, but I have used social media in that way, and I have some just amazing people who are huge blessings to me that I love that I got connected with on social media but you want to bring them into your life and you want to have like this cool group of people that you can hang out with So start talking to people. Like Ditch the shame and embarrassment, like I said, and just say, you know, I just listened to this podcast about dealing with loneliness and isolation, and I think I should really put that on my list. And someone you're talking to might go, oh yeah, me too. Great, then do it together and see who else you can bring along for the ride. Next, I seriously would suggest that you ask for help. People will help you. Now sometimes you have to ask, one person, then another person, another. Sometimes you have to keep asking for help that you need. But if you need therapy, go get therapy. I have a little YouTube video about what is psychotherapy anyway. There should be no shame or embarrassment in getting into therapy if you need therapy. If you need it, you need it. Go get it. But ask people for help. People will help you. Like, I am a fan of people are good people in general. Of course, I, I also happen to know there's some really bad people out there, so you want to stay away from them. But definitely ask for help. The next thing that's really helpful if you want to put isolation and, and feelings of loneliness to bed is to be up to something in life. I'm a huge fan of that. Now, it doesn't have to be this ginormous, you're going to change the world, be up to something. It could be you're going to take on your self-care and your fitness, or it could be that you're going to make new friends, or it could be that you're going to plan an event for next year, or, you know, there's so many things. But when you're up to something, it really does something for your mind and your emotions. It definitely serves as a distraction from the problems of the day. And, of course, you're going to pick something that inspires you and makes you happy. Like, I just decided I'm going to start playing racquetball. Of course, now I'm confronted by the fact that I have to find somebody to play racquetball with because I can't. Well, I could go on the court and play by myself, but that's really no fun. That takes the fun out of playing racquetball. So I have to find somebody to play racquetball. And, unfortunately, some people I talked to today were like, Oh, yeah, I don't know anybody who's healthy enough in our age category to play racquetball. And I was like, "Mm." but be, but I'm inspired because I love racquetball. Now, whether I'll get to play it or not, well, remains to be seen, but you want to pick things that inspire you and make you happy. And then be up to something because number one, not only is it going to distract you and give you something to look forward to, it's a very attractive quality if you're looking to make new friends because people love it when other people are up to something. They might not be up to very much themselves, but they love to be around people who are out doing stuff. So be up to something. I don't care if it's a bucket list, little goals, a life plan, what small, medium, large, whatever. Be up to something that's definitely going to help you deal with feelings of loneliness and isolation. The next thing that I strongly recommend is that you have hobbies. I am I'm like the hobby queen or the hobby enthusiast or something. And I, and I did actually require my three children growing up to have more than one hobby. It was a little more challenging for my sons because I'm not, a guy and i had to go i actually just went on youtube and found some young masculine hobbies you know knife making (laughs) i know knife making Uh, metal casting there were just all kinds of things that you know my children had to do and here's the thing about hobbies hobbies can give you something to look forward to they can be a distraction they can be a way to self-soothe when you're having anxiety or other feelings and they can really help you deal with loneliness and isolation. It's just there are so many be- there's so many benefits. I have a YouTube video about hobbies. I have a whole blog post about hobbies. I think it should be required of young people. It helps you know, grow self-esteem and self-confidence. There are just mega 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 benefits to hobbies. So, if you don't already have Hobbies that you love or really enjoy then you know, you could go exploring and and talk to people like "Hmm, I decided I'm gonna get a hobby. What do you do for a hobby? You know, how do you spend your time and and get some hobbies? The other thing I'm gonna suggest is that you be brave and courageous You know, it's it's an act of courage to say, no, I'm dealing with loneliness or "I'm, I'm feeling isolated to, like, really cop to what it is you're dealing with. But bravery and courage are phenomenal. You want to live a life with no regrets. You don't want to look back and say, oh, I could have done that or, oh, I wonder what would have happened if I did X, Y, or Z or, oh, I wish I had, you know, no. You don't want those thoughts filling up your head. So be brave, be courageous, go grab and have the life that you want to have because I just can't imagine like all the stuff that would go on in your head if you were regretting this and regretting that. So be brave and be courageous. The last suggestion I have is if you have the luxury and you can volunteer while you're taking the other steps that I listed, that can go a long way and volunteering can help you make friends and you'll meet people and you'll be spending time. Well, listen, I know we have social isolation and social distancing and all the stuff that's going on because of the pandemic, but that doesn't mean you can't get on a Zoom call, you can't. You know, see people with a proper distance, like life can go on powerfully, even though we're in a pandemic. So let me give you a couple takeaways from this podcast. Number one, loneliness and isolation. While it is extremely common, especially in a pandemic, it was extremely common before the pandemic and it doesn't have to be your future. It just doesn't have to be. The takeaway number two is you can take actions to grow and develop muscles that will help you put loneliness and isolation to bed. You can learn the things that will help you so this is not a pervasive problem for you. Takeaway number three is to grab a friend or make a friend and tackle this together. Because it's always more fun to do things with a partner in crime or a buddy or a friend. And my last takeaway is you can do this. I know you can. It's very possible. I don't care what's happened for you up until now. You know, if I can be happy starting my life over with basically nothing and healthy, you can do it too, and I'm here to support you. So it's time for action, and here's my call to action. It's time for you to get in action and take the steps to deal with loneliness and isolation. Because you want those really juicy benefits. So it's time for action, action, action. Only you can decide what actions you need to take. Because you're you. But I've given you 15 different steps you could take. And lastly, I'm asking you to share this podcast with other people. So they can start to get their mind going. Hmm. Yes, I guess I, guess I could... Take some steps. I guess I could have happiness even though we're in a pandemic. I guess I could learn new things. I guess I could grow and develop. And yes, I want to be well loved. So I'm asking you to share this podcast with people who are suffering because it can make a difference and help them get motivated. So that's it. Thanks a bunch. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast. Episode number 17, Dealing with Loneliness and Isolation. I sure hope that you're going to consider getting into action to deal with loneliness and isolation once and for all, pandemic aside. Please connect with me at my website at www.lisaalundy.com to enter my giveaway for free prizes, including my new book. And let me know how I can help you because I want you to be well loved, happy, and healthy. And I love you and take care. Thank you.